0: Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement?
1: Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Struther. I'm Tharwitt
0: Lovett. We are Shifter.
1: In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life.
0: Hey everybody, Gretchen Jackson here. Welcome to another episode of The Shifter Podcast, where we share stories to inspire you to reach for more. Today's guest is a fantastic example of just that. Erin Lee Honbaum is the owner, founder, and CEO of Ely's Contemporary Boutiques. In 2011, at the age of 26, Erin took a leap of faith and quit her full-time job in public relations to start an online accessories business. After a year of traveling around the South, setting up pop-up shops and selling online, Erin opened her first brick-and-mortar Ely's location in Little Rock, Arkansas in 2012. Within a year and a half later, she had opened two additional Ely's locations, Now, 10 years in, Erin owns four Ely's locations spanning Arkansas and Kentucky and employs over 100 women and men annually. Ely's was named the number one place to shop in Little Rock by Southern Living Magazine, among winning countless local and statewide awards at all locations. Erin has always been driven by a sense of helping women feel their absolute best, believing that when a woman feels her best, she becomes unstoppable. Erin presently lives in Little Rock, Arkansas with her husband, Jackson Farrow her baby boy, George, and her two rescue dogs, Charlotte and Penny. Thank you so much for joining me today, Erin.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited.
0: I have been really excited about this interview for a long time. I am thankful to call you friend, but also to know where you've been and where you're going. And it's just been so fun. And so I'm so excited for you to share that with everybody. I want to just dig right in. (laughs) Um, When we first met, I guess about a year ago, we met for coffee and you were telling me about this pivotal point in your life when you had a dinner with your dad. And yes. so I want to kind of start with the story about that dinner.
1: Yeah. So um, I think what you're referring to is a dinner I was about 25 years old, and, um, I was extremely fortunate to grow up with the father that I did, and learning that thoughts become things, and he was always, um, a really big advocate for reading Abraham Hicks, and Tony Robbins, and Jim Rohn, and Napoleon Hill, and all of these really cool, awesome concepts that I feel like are just gaining traction in the mainstream, so, you know, I grew up hearing about these concepts, and I was 25, I was at a job I absolutely hated, um, it was, it was so bad at this job that I had so much anxiety. It was almost debilitating me getting up in the mornings. Um, so coming from that space, I was spending a lot of time around my dad and I was just bitching constantly about my job, my career, just anything and everything in life. And finally we were sitting at Red Lobster cause that's one of his favorite places <laughs> Really. Those cheddar biscuits, those cheddar biscuits, pivotal moments can happen anywhere. Um, we were sitting at the Red Lobster in North Little Rock, Arkansas. If you don't think you could change your life, I'm telling you right now, if it can happen at Red Lobster in North Little Rock, it can happen anywhere. <laughs> um, but we are sitting there and he sla- slammed his hands on the table, um, which my dad is like the nicest, kindest man in the world. So this was very jarring for me at 25. And he said, I am so sick of hearing you hearing you bitch about your life. Um, He's like, you're so smart. You're incredibly bright. You're incredibly capable. And he was like, you truly have the ability to do anything you want with your life. Not everyone has that opportunity. Not everyone has that chance. Figure it out. Find something you love, something you do for free, and figure out a way to make money doing it. Mm. Um, And that conversation at first, I was like I said, I was just really taken back by it. Uh, but once I got over that and really set with it, I knew that he was right. And I knew that no one was coming to save me. Um, which I think was a, uh, big life lesson for me that, uh, you know, there are a lot of situations in life that were much worse than me being 25 and unhappy in my job. And I, I really can save myself, and I think for a long time I was waiting for permission. I was waiting for something to descend, this moment to descend, you know, descend into my life. That um, that moment wasn't coming, and it had to come from me if there was going to be change. So um, it was just a couple weeks after that that talk. Um, I think I was right around my twenty sixth birthday. A couple months after that, I turned in my resignation at the job. To start my own business. And I was down the day after I resigned, I was down at city hall the next day filing for
0: my business license. Nice. Yeah. I think it's so lucky for you that you had a dad that was already into like the mindset work and all of the books, because I didn't find that until I was 40. And so now I am your dad in my house. I am yeah. telling my kids that thoughts become things. I'm paying them to listen to podcasts. I'm having them read the books, I, anything, because like just watching hearing your story and watching what you do, that right there in itself, he had the knowledge that not, a lot of us don't have until we get older to tell you so that you could make the pivot at 25 when you have less to lose.
1: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. And don't you think, Gretchen, that our generation, like the kids that are coming up now are going to be in such different mindsets from an earlier age, just because of us growing and learning and doing the work earlier and earlier. I think it's going to be a different world, you know, here. Think, 30 absolutely. Years.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that I always tell people when I'm talking about the mindset work and they're like, they get so excited about it. And then they're like, I tell my husband and he looks at me like I have three heads and I'm like, you have to drip. So I call it dripping on my family. I'm like, and- drip, drip, drip. Buy them I'm a, buy them a, my intent bracelet with a word on it for the year, yes. like whatever that looks like. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I think the dripping is huge because, um, when you quit your job to start an online accessories business, which is what I was doing, uh, I knew that people were going to think I was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I chose to do this instead of law school. Uh, once again, people thinking I'm absolutely insane. So I was very selective about who I, sh- who I shared that with. Um, I really protected that dream and protected the vision I had um, because there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to succeed. I didn't think it was going to be easy, um, but I knew, I knew instinctually that this was my journey. Tone, own. Um, and so I think sometimes you've got to protect those, protect those visions and protect those dreams from some of the naysayers. Um, and everyone's journey looks different. So sometimes you're a little bit strong in a, in a stronger place where you can openly share those without taking in any of that negative energy surrounding it. But for me at that point, I really needed to um, almost put those visions in an incubator and protect them um, until I knew that they were strong enough for me to just wear my goals and my dreams loud and proud. So I think that what you're saying, like the drip is huge. Uh, you can't expect for people to just like buy in to your dream, buy into your visions, buy into your beliefs. Um, I think it's so much healthier just to focus on your own and let them come along when they're ready.
0: Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, something that we talk about a lot in Shifter is you get all this mindset work, you have an idea, you want to do the things, and then all of a sudden your family and friends think you're crazy. And so if you you can just let them watch you like, and they, they want to keep you safe. They want to, they don't understand cause they're still where they are. Even though you started at the same place, they're still there and you're moving right along. And even though that's not what they want, it scares them because you're doing the things. And so I think that it's such an important message to, you know, protect your dream. Don't give up hope. Don't listen to naysayers and just keep following it. And if yep. you know it, you know it, if it's in your gut, there's a reason.
1: One hundred percent. And I think one thing that's vitally important is I don't take advice from people who don't have what I want. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to listen to someone who's running a six figure business when I'm running a multi seven figure business. Um, Do I think you can't get great ideas and great insight from those people? Sure. But if those are the people telling me not to do something, that's really probably not the best place for me to be getting advice. I'm taking advice from people who have the things that I want.
0: Yes, amen to that. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you something just because we're, in, we're recording this in January 2021, and so we are hopefully on the tail end of a pandemic. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. Please, Please. <laughs> I want to ask you what happened when the shutdown happened in March and to your stores, and how did you handle that? Did you spin out? Did you get control of your mind? Did you pivot? Like, What did that look like for Elise? Oh,
1: wow, 2020, I will say will go down, as one of the hardest years of my life, um, but also one of the most pivotal. I was pregnant with my first child whenever the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the shutdown occurred, I was literally on a plane coming home from Colorado, as they were shutting down the Colorado mountains, um, getting phone calls from my staff about what the plans were. And on top of that, I had a very, very sick pregnancy. Um, Thankfully, I was healthy. Um, I just felt really, really sick. I was throwing up daily for about 24 weeks and that was i really think it ended because finally at week like 17 i started getting acupuncture multiple times a week and i think that really helped but um so i was coming from a space of i was already really scared just being pregnant for the first time um i was sick so mentally i was definitely not in the same headspace that i generally am um and then i'm walking into what we, we have no idea what this looks like. So when, you know, March, 2020, when the shutdown first occurred, I think I was in the same mindset of everyone else that, okay, this is going to be a really tough spring and summer, but by fall, everything's going to get back to normal. Um, so really, you know, with my team, uh, I felt like the way that they viewed it is I was very calm, but internally I was somewhat freaking out. Uh, And looking back, I think there were some regrets in how I wish I would have moved quicker and made decisions quicker, but you know, at the end of the day, you know what, you know,
0: and, and nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody, nobody, everybody was going through the same thing. Yeah.
1: Nobody knew what they were doing. And, you know, like I said, I just was not, I was not in the same headspace that I typically am. Um, so would I say that I was my mental dexterity was everything that I wished it would have been. No, God, no. Uh, very rarely do I say that my mental dexterity is where I wish, you know, looking back where I wish it would have been. Um, but I think, you know, we had a call today with my team and we were, we were doing a 2020 reflections and then a 2021, 2022 look forward. Um, and one thing that, that uh, they talked about being one of the questions we all answered was what we were proud of. And my, I'm so proud of my team's response, um, to 2020 and COVID because they truly were my strength, my boots on the ground during that time. They knew what was going on while a lot of people didn't know I was pregnant. They did. Um, and they knew how sick I was and they did not hesitate to jump into action. Um, And thankfully they trusted me, they trusted me with their jobs and their careers, and they trusted me with the financial decisions that we made as a company. Um, So I I don't think I handled it the best way I would have handled it if I wouldn't have been so sick, but at the same time, I'm grateful for the insight into my team that I saw. I'm grateful for the lessons Um, of just being gentle with myself and being kind to myself and making sure that I'm taking care of myself. Um, There were some really, really good lessons and good bonding moments in 2020 for Elise and me.
0: Yeah. It was hard to watch, you know, we own a small business, local business too. uh, We didn't know if we were supposed to shut down or stay open or are we essential or are we not essential? And surely this will be over by spring break. And like, it just, it was so much, but and I would have moments where I would just spin completely out and then I would be able to bring it back to that mindset work I've done. Like, everything is always working out in my favor. The whole world is going through this together. It's not yeah. just me. Like I felt like I would definitely have my moments, but I was thankful that I had done the work to know that everything's going to be fine.
1: Well, and when it comes back to that, um, when I, I, always, I called spinning out, I call it going to crazy town. And, you know, you go to crazy town for a few minutes and here's the thing, like doing the work, everyone thinks that you like stop going to crazy town and Mm -hmm. I always tell them I'm like, no, no, you still go to crazy town. You just go to crazy town for like five minutes instead of like five days. Yeah. Um, you're able to like bring it back. And I think that, um, making like just the people that I built in my circle were instrumental in me, not just completely losing my mind. And then I have had an amazing uh, postpartum experience. I've, you know, not sick, um, not depressed. I feel so good and so powerful. Um, and I, I have my team to thank and this is people that I've surrounded myself with. So thank for that.
0: So how is it going? Tell me how old little Georgie is again, right now? He is three three months. Months. He's three, three months. months. Yeah. Okay. How has it been, like, balancing mommy time and work time? Because, you know, I know you and I both know that just because you have a baby doesn't mean you don't get to have a dream. And so I just wondered, you know, you kind of got your dream before the baby. And so what's changed or...
1: So one thing for me is I gave up the idea of balance a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think that like, there's never going to be a point in my life where I feel like everything is just perfectly balanced. Um, there are times when you kick into high gear, just like with seasons with retail, you know, there are really busy seasons and there's seasons of planning. And then there's seasons where we're not so busy. Um, that's how I look at my entire life right now. And one of my, Core values is to grow where I'm planted. So I really try to be present wherever I'm at. When I'm at home, I want to be fully present at home with George, with Jackson, with the dogs. I want to be able to soak that up. Uh, when I'm at work, I wanna be there with my team. I don't wanna be worried about what's happening at home and you know what's going on with George and all of these things. So one of my big, big mindset hacks for me going into motherhood was I promised myself that I wanted to be exactly where I was Mm -hmm. uh, and give my permission to shut it off at the end of the night. You know, I have some pretty, I've set some pretty strong boundaries that took me a decade to learn. I've been, I've been self-employed for a decade, February 5th, actually this year, um, setting those firm boundaries and saying, you know, when I go home tonight, the phone's going off, you know, I'm not going to check email. I'm going to be at home and I'm going to spend time with my family and I'm going to soak this up. Um, and I also really, really focused on, I get to do these things. Yeah. Even like my, I have a precious angel of a baby who thank God sleeps like 10 hours a night. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah. He started doing that. He started sleeping like eight hours a night at like, eight or nine weeks. It was kind of crazy. Um, I always say that like with two type A parents, he came into this world, like knowing he had to be super chill. Um, but even on those like random nights that he's woken up at three 30 or four 30, like I truly try to soak it up. I try to soak it up. Like he's only going to be little for a very short period of time. Um, and starting a business is like that too. Like Things aren't always going to be changing and exciting at every single turn of owning a business. It's just like a long-term relationship. So, you know, grow where you're planted, like enjoy the step. Joy is found in the journey. Um, so just really trying to be present, trying to rephrase things is like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I have the privilege of doing this. Um, I have the privilege because I've, I've actualized so many Dreams. Um, so, just reframing that mindset, I think, is key.
0: Well, your message about throwing balance out the window was for me today. So, sorry, listeners, that one was just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. You're never going to have balance. Like, yeah. you're never going
1: to have balance. And it's totally a mindset shift of like, things are going to be balanced. Things are going to feel crazy in some seasons, and they should feel crazy. It's a good thing sometimes if things feel crazy. I always say that, you know, in retail, if things don't feel crazy, then things aren't going very well. Yeah. Um, so embrace the craziness, embrace the uncertainty, embrace that you're never going to have balance. If you are truly living a life that you're dreaming of, a lot of times that doesn't come with balance. Um, it comes with seasons and you have yeah. to love the season you're in.
0: Uh, we do the same thing in my house. We say I get to do this. Not, I have to do this. Like, Oh, look, I get to go to this workout. I get to go to this consultation. I get to play football. Like even with my kids, like when it's, my son just was feeling misaligned with soccer after several years. And so I put the ball in his court and said, if you can figure out quitting your soccer team, fixing your high school schedule, I normally would not. Old Gretchen would have said you, you finish whatever you start. Right. Right. And this time I thought, I'm out here teaching women about alignment. And he's literally saying, I feel like this is not aligned (laughs) out loud to me. And so I said, if you can handle it, then, you know, go ahead and do that. But remember, you get to play soccer. You get to play that sport. And so you make sure that you remember, it's not that you have to go to practice, but you get to. And if you still feel like that's not for you, then it's okay. (laughs) But it's, it's the same thing. It changes your whole narrative around everything you have to do.
1: It does. I mean, and let me say this. I'm not someone who like loves working out. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the way it makes me look like I love the outcome. I love the clarity it brings to my mind. And one of my favorite Peloton instructors, one thing she says often is she's like, it is a privilege to be able to move your body in this way um so i think about that anytime i have to have a hard conversation at work um because for all of you that are dying to become ceos and dying to become leaders it comes with so much responsibility um and that means having a lot of hard conversations and i really try to remind myself of that you get to have this hard conversation because of the position that you're in um and that comes with a lot of responsibility um and it's not something i want to take for granted
0: yep no, I appreciate that. That was really good. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about um, in in the bio that I read for you, you talk about how you're driven by a sense of helping women feel their best because when a woman feels their best, they become unstoppable. And so was that part of, were, were you always feeling that and that's how Elise came about? Or is it because I know that you believe in self-care and, you know, all of that stuff like, does it all tie in together?
1: Yeah. Um, when I was 25, 26, thinking of Ely's, um, I don't think I understood the gravity of the self-care, but the mission has always stayed the same. It's just the depth of it. Um, I've come to understand it and look at it a different way. So when I was 25 and it started, Um, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved style. I've always loved getting dressed up um, and really dressing for an occasion. And that's where it started was I realized how good I felt when I put on a dress that fits really great and, you know, have a new piece to add to my closet. So It started with that intention of helping women find pieces that they love, that they feel really confident and great in, um, that they can step into all these different, you know, big moments of their lives that I get to play a small part in it. Uh, But it has grown to be so much more than that now. Uh, Of course, we still want to sell clothes to people that help them feel great in their lives and help them, um, feel really good and confident about who they are. Uh, but now I just realize it is so much bigger than that. Um, and I think that you will see coming out of Ely's over this next year where there will be a major shift with us and talking about all different forms of confidence and how we feel good in our own skin and the importance of that. Um, you know, for me personally, looking at it, we talked about this on our call. One of the questions what this morning was, you know, how can the team help us achieve our goals in 2021? And my answer to that was take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves mentally, physically, um, get yourself in a really good headspace. I'm a firm believer in therapy. I think that it does wonders. Um, I think that heal truly healed people um don't create destruction in the world. Um so I really want us to start talking more about that Adeles. How us as women, it's not just about the physicality of like what we're wearing and how we're styling ourselves, but you know how we're tuning in and listening to what we truly want um and building that confidence to be able to speak up and say the things that we want or getting healed from emotional trauma that we've had in the past talking about mental health talking about mindset talking about manifestation talking about these really important ideas that i think are instrumental in building a life that you love um, a l- coupled alongside with, you know, nothing's wrong with a great outfit as well, you know, right. that really great dress and a uh, really cute jacket. And um, that feels really good, too. So I think that now I see it more as serving the whole woman. Mm-hmm. And not just serving our customers. You know, when I look at our mission, it's about, we. you know, I employ a lot of women and mainly young women, mainly under 30. And I look at it as such a privilege and a responsibility and an honor to be able to lead them. Um, and a lot of times give them an example of what their first job is going to look like. Um, I want to be a really effective leader and model for them what being a strong, capable, successful, happy, healthy, wealthy woman looks like.
0: Well, that, and that is a perfect segue into my next question, because I know that your mantra is that you want to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. Yes. And one of the things that you say is that when challenges arise, it's much easier for them to handle them when you're already coming from a strong place mentally, physically, and financially. Can you tell us a little bit about when you realized that and how you've cultivated that for yourself?
1: Sure. You know, I think that for me, it has been something that's been built upon um, for quite some time, but you know, I was fortunate enough that I saw success early. Um, I was fortunate enough. I was Owned a multi-million dollar business before I was thirty, which even looking back, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was I was a hot mess." How I don't know how I did that. Um, but you know, I used to show up, even though I was living my dream, I still was harboring so much daily anxiety and um, lacking in confidence. Uh, and I, I think I realized that just because I was successful, that doesn't equate to happiness. Um, Happiness cannot live just off of owning and running a successful business. So I really dug in and started doing therapy and started, you know, I always had the mindset hacks on how to get things done, but I hadn't really done the work to heal some of the things Mm -hmm. that needed to be healed. Um, So I really focused on building the healing from the inside out. So when I'd say happiness, I mean, you know, what does your connection with your family look like? What are your boundaries look like? What does your mental health look like? Um, health wise for me for a long time, I feel like I was beating up my body because I was working nonstop. I was sleeping three to four hours a night um, and just running myself ragged, which I totally get that sometimes seasons are like that, but at the end of the day, I'm not good for anyone if I, if I don't feel good every day, you know, I can't be my best self and show up with my best ideas and my best responses to my team and my employees if I feel like crap every day. So that's where the health portion comes in. Um, and then wealth, I think that for a long time, I assumed that wealth had to do with just how much money I was bringing in annually. And you can be wealthy and make $30,000 a year. It's all about your mindset around the $30,000 a year. It's all about how you're spending the $30,000 a year. It's all about how you're investing the $30,000 a year. Um, And I hope that women will hear me when I say this, that you do not have to be wealthy to invest in yourself. Opening up you know, a money market savings account and dedicating a percentage of every two weeks paycheck to that savings account is investing in yourself. Um, so I think even refocusing what I saw as wealth and getting really comfortable. I used to have a hitch in my stomach and I don't think I've ever shared this before. Um, we use an Amex platinum card that we put all of our monthly stock on inventory. And for those of you that don't have American Express cards like that, they are due every month. There is no, you don't get to pay it off. There's no minimum balance due. It is due in full by the 11th for me of every single month. So I would log into my Amex account. And as we were growing, I would get knots in my stomach about the size. And we're just, these are multi six figure you know, bills that were coming due every single month. Um, for our inventory. And I would get nods about checking that and looking at the financial health of the business. And I realized that that was not healthy for me. It wasn't healthy for my mindset, and it certainly wasn't healthy for my bank account. So um, getting comfortable and okay with looking at numbers of the business, with looking at my personal finances, talking about, I don't use the word budget. I use the word wealth management plan because I think it's a more abundant way of speaking. But
0: You know, start,
1: start talking about a wealth management plan. I don't care if you make, you know, $12 an hour minimum wage, which I think it's $11 an hour now. I don't care what you're making, set up a wealth management plan, know where your money's going, um, know where it's coming in. And if you want to start seeing mailbox money, if you want to start feeling abundant in your life, start there, get really comfortable and feel good about the money that you already have coming in. So, you know, like I said, the happy, healthy, and wealthy, all of that has been such, you know, just building blocks, just stacking up on top of each other over the years.
0: Um, but I think it's, I think it's instrumental in building a life you love. I agree. Um, a couple of things that you said, one of them is, you know, we kind of glorify the hustle, especially like, because of, social media and that kind of thing. And I've been guilty of that too, but I also know that you can hustle 24 hours a day or just work and take inspired action eight hours a day, four hours a day, you know, work towards your goal. It's got the same outcome. The only difference is you're killing yourself in the hustle you're, you're 24 seven crazy town. Like it's not, there's no break from the hustle. And you think if I just work one more minute or one more hour or one more client or one more, whatever. And that's been the, the biggest thing that I've taken away from all the mindset work and the books that I've read and the podcast and everything is that you don't have to hustle. You have to know where you're going and give up the how and the timeline, and just keep moving. It doesn't matter if you're moving 24-7. It doesn't matter if you're moving one hour a day towards your dream because you're working a nine-to-five, like whatever that looks like, but the hustle is not the glory at all, and then you look back, and you've had this big, long journey, and you never took a break, and you never sat on the couch, and you never played with your kid, or whatever that looks like, and you still have the same things to show for it. Absolutely. No,
1: and you know what? The truthfully the people that i'm inspired by right now are not the people that are out there killing themselves it's people that have built great businesses that work for their life work for their life they get to spend time with their kids because they choose to spend time with their kids um but yet they also have a career that fulfills them and that doesn't mean they have to kill themselves working 70 hours a week um like I said, I think there are seasons that you do have to do what it takes to make things, you know, make things happen. But I also know that you can run a really successful business and have a great income and a great life, not killing yourself.
0: Yep. It's true. It's true, people. I've seen it. I'm watching in an Aaron and I'm working on it in my own life. And it's we're true, all working it's on true. It, right? I mean, yeah. we're all working on it. Everything is a work in progress, you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing I think that you said that was so important is um, money mindset is a big part of the Shifter program, and it is one of my favorite things to talk about because it is the catalyst for my mindset work. I read that the book "You're a Badass at Making Money." Are you saying that? Yeah. I heard that I could be rich, and I was like, "Okay, tell me more. How do I figure this out?" And I was doing it all wrong because I was so scared of the numbers and so scared of the money. I still have triggers like. I had one this morning. The CPA office calls, and I immediately am like, you know, it's the end of January. What's going to happen, you know, or whatever? And it wasn't even anything that was, it was ridiculous. Anyway, I just, I still have those triggers. But what I know now is that everything's going to be okay. That anything that happens, I can handle because I have survived all of my bad days so far. And so, like, if that's, if money is a thing that triggers you and not knowing your numbers is worse. Than knowing your numbers and having a plan, it's just that conditioning that we have from maybe our childhood or how our parents handled money or how we have a bunch of rich friends and we feel like we are not as good as them or like whatever that is. If you can bust through that and get on the other side of that, it will change your entire life. Through this pandemic, we have never stopped working. We have never, like we, we could have, and we at some point I thought maybe we should have, but we, we knew we wanted to keep servicing the clients and we were going to be okay one way or the other. There were loans out there we could apply for if nothing else and all of this stuff, but we never really had a moment of crazy where we thought this is the end. Kind of like you, we thought, okay, we're going to get through this. However, we have to get through this. We're going to get on the other side of it and we're going to be fine. And because we kept that calm, I feel like it kept us moving in a healthy way we started working out in June for our health, and now I look forward to that all the time, but I do have to say every morning, I get to go yes. do this. It's not, I love it when I'm done, and I'm so proud of myself, and I feel like a badass because I get up really early in the morning, but it is not something that I have to do. It's something I get to do. So The health there and the knowing your numbers and what, knowing you can be wealthy and have 30 Dollars in the bank, really. Wealth is a holistic type thing. It's not you have an enormous house today, you have a private jet today. Yeah. It, it's not.
1: Well, and to be quite frank, uh, I've kind of reached a point where I live a really great life. Um, mm-hmm. I live a really comfortable life. Sure, do I want to do other great things? Sure, do I want to build other successful companies? Yes, that sounds fun. But I want to do it because it sounds great not because i'm like oh i need to reach some status you know level of success to fulfill this need within me that's that's not my reason like truthfully most people think that they want the things what they are yeah. searching for is the feeling that they think they're going to get when they get the things right, right. like most people aren't cool. searching for a private jet they say they want to own a private jet and to have a million dollars in the bank and All that stuff's fabulous. You will not, you talk to any of my close friends. I'm the ultimate consumer. I love nice things. I love nice clothing. I love nice European vacations. Like I love all those things. I'm not trying to downplay that those things aren't great, but I think what most people are searching for is the feeling they think they're going to have once they get those things. And the truth is, is that you can have that feeling now. You don't need to put off feeling good until these things start showing up. Um, I also think that so many women right now are trapped by other people, what they think other people's idea of success. Um, You touched on Gretchen, like the neighbors down the street or, you know, all this. I'm fortunate enough. I live in a very nice neighborhood. There are lots of people getting really nice things. All the time. And that's really great. I'm super thrilled for them. Um, but I also have had enough experience in this realm to know that what you see isn't always legit. So just because you see on Instagram, someone's, you know, driving a new Mars, Maserati, or they took a picture on a private plane, you have no idea what's in their bank account. You have no idea how much debt that they're in. You have no Mm -hmm. idea. Like you, you just don't know. So I think once we stop comparing our lives, um, to other people's social media pages, to all these external factors, uh, I think that you start tapping into like, Oh, I don't even care about those things. Like these, you know, you start listening to yourself and realizing what truly does matter for you. Feeling good, feeling secure, being able to take care of your family and friends, um, being able to share experiences with people that you love. To me, that's what's important in my life. And I am so incredibly fortunate that I get to live that every single day. Do I think that we'll ma- I'll make more money in the future? Hell yeah, I think I'm going to make more money. In the future. <laughs> uh, but I'm not waiting to feel really good about it in the future. I feel really good about what's happening in my life right now, right this second.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's, we talk a lot about feeling the feelings as if now. And so if you just wait to feel the feelings, like what if the road goes a different way and there's even better? Like just feel the feelings of having what you would love to have. And really the important things, like the private jet, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, one percent of people have a private jet and if you if that's you, I'm so Well first of all, they're
1: crazy expensive to own and operate. Like crazy expensive. (laughs) They are so unnecessary to most people.
0: (laughs) Right. But if that's on your vision board, you need to start feeling like that now. Don't wait. So you have yes. and let me
1: just say this. There is nothing wrong with Delta one first class. I, that <laughs> is really nice too. I can assure you, but, uh, you know, so even if you don't make it there, even if you just make it to flying, you know, in your own little first class pot, I guarantee you won't be complaining. <laughs>
0: <Awesome>. <laughs> what would you tell 10 year old Aaron?
1: Oh gosh. So many things. Um, I would... I was not a happy, I think I was a happy small child. I was not a happy, um, I would say once I got around that middle school age um, and teenager, I think I've mentally blocked out a lot of things that happened. I had some tough family things that happened um, during that time. So uh, I think one thing I would want to tell her was that everything is going to be okay. That even Mm -hmm. if you feel scared now, even if you feel unsure about um, who you are and feel a lot of shame, that everything ends up okay. Um, And I probably would describe to her what my life is now, Um, just to give her some ounce of a little bit of hope of um, what her life was going to turn into.
0: That's good. So good. I love that question. People ask me that when I'm interviewed and stuff and it's, it's always different, but it's always, everything will be, okay. everything's gonna be just fine. <laughs> okay.
1: I feel like I still tell myself that, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> when hard things happen. Like I even, during the pandemic, I was like, you know what? If Ely's goes down in flames, like a, it was a really successful nine years um, and B I'm just going to go build something else. Like it's going to be okay. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. that's so good okay so um, for all of our guests we have three questions that we ask at the end of the episodes uh the first one is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given
1: i think it'd have to come back to my dad you know find something you love something you do for free and figure out a way to make money doing it
0: what about the worst piece of advice you've been given
1: um, my first CPA I had the first year in business, I, um, I owed money, I owed taxes and I was really upset because I, I didn't understand taxes and all of that and how all of that worked. And I didn't understand that inventory was an asset, you know, even though the money had left my bank account. And I think I owed like $30,000 or something in taxes mm-hmm. that first year. Um, which is crazy to owe taxes your first year in business. Um, but it was a good thing because I'd made A good amount of money. Uh, And I went to go sign the tax returns. I'd already planned on opening up my second location. And the CPA that I had at the time said, why would you do that? You've literally won the Super Bowl. What what are the chances that you're going to do this again, that you're going to create another successful store? Um, oh. And I felt really, I was, I was not the woman, you know, the the, <laughs> the confidence that I have today, I would have had some choice words for him probably to mind his own F business. But, uh, but at that point it just, it shook me. Um, and so, you know, I wouldn't say it was, it was bad advice and thank God I didn't take it because that's my Fayetteville, Arkansas location that we've had in the exact same spot um, for eight years this year. Um, so I'd probably say that that was the worst advice I'd ever gotten and I found a new CPA after
0: that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that happened to us our first year in business too. And now I, um, with the CPA that I have now, because we've kind of leveled up from where we yep. started and we have much more moving parts, he always says, if you owe taxes, that means you made money. And so it makes it a little bit easier, yes, even right. though it's yes. a scary yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah. And we always believe more's coming. So yeah. pay the bill, move pay on. Bill Make more and move on. Yep. Yep. Um, the last question is what is the best book you've ever read and why?
1: Oh gosh. I am a huge book nerd. I know Gretchen, you and I have talked about this so much.
0: Um,
1: I would have to come back to uh, ask and it is given by Abraham. Yes. It is yes. a book. My dad gave me an 18 and it changed the tra- trajectory of my life. Um, if you haven't read it, I highly suggest picking it up. Uh, it might be a little woo woo to some of you, but it is, uh, it's life changing. It's a, it's a life changing book. And I still pick it up and have highlights in it and stuff that I refer back to today. So
0: i downloaded it on the um, recommendation of someone in a Facebook group, probably i a swear I get all my information. And cause I listen to audible all the time when I'm in my yeah. car, when I'm working yeah. and all that stuff. And it was a couple of years into all this mindset work when I got it and I had watched some Abraham Hicks stuff on YouTube. Like I was in, I'm in, yeah. I'm into the woo. Yeah. <laughs> but it, just like the first book that I read this book was he, they talk about the art of allowing. And I had a light bulb moment where I realized Daniel and I were manifesting enormous things and then not allowing them to happen for us. We would get the big consultation and for the big job. And then we would talk about how we were not qualified. Why would they pick us? Like all of that, we weren't allowing it. And so as soon as we dropped that, I mean, stuff just flying at us. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for women in general, but for people who don't know, you have to be able to receive the gifts. I will self
1: sabotage myself to death. Yes. Yes.
0: I'm so glad you said that book. I thought I hoped that you would say it because I know we've already talked about it, but I didn't want to prompt you. So I'm so glad that you said it. (laughs) Well, Erin, I am honored to call you my friend. I'm so thankful for you being on our show where can people find you? And we'll drop it in the show notes. Yeah.
1: So, um, I have a personal Instagram account that really is just cheesy pictures of me and my babies, my dog and my real life baby. Um, at Erin Lee Honebaum, uh, my business account is at Ely's boutique. You can connect with me at power players, even though I'm not on there a ton right now. um, www.shopelies.com if you want to shop if you are looking for I've launched a consulting business called The Retail Boss um, for women entrepreneurs and especially specializing in those that want to go into retail um, at erinhonbaum.com
0: okay we'll link all of that in the show notes thank you again for being oh, with us go snuggle fine. go snuggle that sweet Georgie I boy will. And... I will, I will. <laughs> we'll talk soon thanks, thanks so much Thank you
1: so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.